look at your day. What do you already have on the calendar? Because that also helps you decide, do I have an hour block or do I have 15 minutes, right? That is available. That has really been helpful to decide ahead of time. Okay. I've got three meetings today, so I've got to be lighter on what I truly can get done. You are listening to The Productivity Podcast. This is not just another productivity podcast that puts more pressure on you to wake up at 5 a.m., work eight hours a day, or check off 100 tasks to be productive, successful, and happy. Hey there, I'm Brittany Dixon, and we're here to create your life by design and explore the true end goal of productivity, to live a meaningful, impactful, fulfilled life and business without sacrificing your family. We are here to give you the bite-sized productivity hacks and digital organizing tips to create routines in your life and business that free up your time for family, more self-care, creativity and passion projects, bougie meals, travel, or whatever makes you happy. We're here to help you work smarter, not harder, and live the life you love without the burnout. Let's dive in. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am super excited to dive in and um, share some really awesome tips. And we've got an amazing guest on today, one of my mastermind coaches and good friend here in Columbus, Nellie Corvo. How are you? I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, So obviously, you guys can read about Nellie in the show notes, but I would love for you to just kind of dive in, give us a little bit about your story and your journey, and we'll take it from there. Yeah. So I, I, my journey started when I was 16 years old, I had the crazy idea to start a nonprofit organization that is still standing today, helping pediatric cancer families financially and emotionally. So I grew that to $3 million and, uh, decided to step down from my leadership role there. I'm still the founder, but I transitioned to the board and for a few different reasons, I grew it for 10 years. It was super rewarding, but also, you know, you don't go into nonprofit to become a millionaire. So <laughs> I really had to be honest with myself and our, our, what we wanted from a financial and time freedom aspect. And so we came up with, you know, I think it's time to get somebody else in the driver's seat at the nonprofit. One of the best decisions I did for everyone, because it got new leadership in there, fresh energy. I still sit on the board of directors and still very involved, but just not in the day to day, which is glorious. And so did that before we had our daughter, had our daughter, started my online business, uh, grew that to six, now seven figures, uh, which is pretty exciting and helping other people do the same, uh, especially those that are busy women that have big goals and dreams and are either struggling to get there or they feel stuck um, and just creating a space for them to feel super supported and have a lot of fun along the way. That's really one of my core values, as yes, you know. I do. <laughs> so yeah, we're we're having a lot of fun at the Wealthy Queen Movement. Our our vision and mission is to really help women build wealth and to be a part of the financial conversations that are happening not only in the household, but also in the workplace and in the business and in the world, really. I love all of that. And we first connected, has it been like a year and a half now? I feel like it's I think so. Okay. Yeah. Time flies when you're having fun. But yeah, yeah, I think it's I don't know if I've told you this, but I had heard about you because I was in the event planning space previously. So like just through networking circles and all the things. Um, uh, but then you slid into my DMs and we started chatting. <laughs> 
Um, and I invested in her coaching program because I was just that I was stuck. I had the business going, but I couldn't bring in more sales. I was hitting the ceiling and, uh, the fun part, because (laughs) there's all kinds of trips involved, which one of my top things to do is travel. So, um, when she's like, Hey, coaching and fun and travel, I'm like, I'm in, (laughs) I'm glad that worked because that's the whole reason why we do it. Let's distract you with going to Disney World, but then we're going to like work on your business and your mindset and all All the things, all the things. So (laughs) awesome. Well, I'm really excited to dive in and talk today about productivity because obviously I talk about it in my sleep basically, but I want to talk today specifically tailored to those with ADHD or those who maybe think they may have ADHD or tendencies in that way. um, Because I think that it is something that comes up pretty often. And I think my audience would definitely benefit from it. So I first want to ask what you feel like productivity means to you, because I think it's such a buzzword that everyone uses. (laughs) Uh, So I'd love to hear your definition and what you think about that. Yeah. Great question. So to me, it means, am I getting the most important things done? Being busy is way different than moving the needle forward and accomplishing the core goals and sticking to the priorities that you have. Cause we can't, we can't do all the things I, as a business owner, our to-do list is never ending. And so really focusing on what are the most important things is how I define productivity. Yeah. I love that. And we talk about it. Um, I do my days by design workshop and it really is to design the lifestyle that you want. And like you said, you have to do those most important things that are actually going to move the needle forward to be impactful and actually fulfill your life and business without, you know, working 27 hours a day <laughs> because exactly. there the to-do list is never ending like ever, ever, ever. So, um, I love that. So I know that this can be a sensitive topic, so obviously feel free to share what you're comfortable sharing, but if you don't mind kind of giving our listeners a kind of synopsis of when you found out that you had ADHD and kind of the journey that led you to look into that and that sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely. I love talking about that. So I always have felt different and my, my brain is definitely wired, uh, differently than others. And I feel like I got diagnosed about a year ago. And so up to that point, I just thought, oh, well, you know, I just suck at this, right? Like, yeah. uh, ADHD people are very like messy and on the go and they're forgetful, uh, (laughs) or at least they can be. And so like, they've got a lot of balls in the air, they change their mind all the time. And so, uh, I used to not embrace that and I used to shame myself. And so about a year ago, I literally just woke up one day because I was feeling so defeated and I was like, I wonder if I have ADHD. I don't even know where that thought came from, but I thought it could be helpful to know so I could actually work with myself rather than against myself. And so it wasn't like this shock when I got diagnosed. It was just more like information of like, cool. I I had a feeling, but kind of just joked about it up to that point. But then I started to really embrace it and celebrate it really tap into like, what does work for me? And that has really helped instead of being my enemy. Now I'm on the same team of like, okay, I know this works well for me and really being able to tap into that rather than beat myself up about it. Yeah. I love that. And I love how you said work with myself, not against myself. We talk about that all the time. Like I can give you a system, but if it doesn't work for you, you're not going to use the system, right? So you do have to personalize that and take 
pieces of things and systems and templates and whatever that looks like and really make it work for you or else you're not going to use it anyway. So I love that. Thank you so much for sharing. So I would love kind of some of your top hacks that you have for being productive with ADHD. And this can be like business or life or a mix of both. And it can definitely be more than three because I'm sure you have lots of them. (laughs) Um, But I'd love to just kind of know some of the things that you do to kind of keep moving the needle forward, doing those important tasks and staying productive. You crave a community of like-minded individuals who just get you. You were looking for the shortcuts and systems to help you work smarter, not harder in your business. You were looking for help with tech and tools. You were looking for the accountability and someone to keep pushing you to move the needle forward. You need to bounce ideas off of others and stop feeling so alone running your business. The Productivity Pod community is here for you. We are all about community, connection, and creating a business that supports your goals and dreams without the burnout and sacrifice. We host a free monthly office hours where you can bring your burning business questions, a coffee and connections call to get to know each other, and a members mingle happy hour for some fun and your favorite beverage. You can post your free offers and events in the group and create co-working pods to get stuff done together. We have a separate app to eliminate social media distractions. Come to the pod with intention. Join free at the productivitypodcommunity.co. So the first is if you have any capacity to delegate, especially as somebody with ADHD, it's in your best interest to delegate (laughs) because we get distracted very easily. And so if there's like 20 million things on our plate, then we're going to feel like we got nothing done at the end of the day. So uh, I over the years have slowly delegated more and more and more as my business has grown And thank goodness, because I would not be where I am today without that. Really aligning myself with people that have different skills uh, has been so powerful because if I'm only giving them one task, then they're paid for that task, right? Or a, a handful of tasks. So instead of trying to like take on the world myself, Uh, really aligning myself, whether it's personal or professional, it doesn't matter. Uh, We're able to get so much more done by delegating. So that would be the first one. The second one is definitely what I call the daily six, where I really decide at the beginning of the day, what are the six most important things that must get done today? And uh, there's a few different buckets if people struggle with like what to think about. So Uh, The one that is non-negotiable is self-care. So it is first on the daily six. And it's really helped me because I typically put myself last. So intentionally putting it as number one (laughs) has been helpful to really show myself like, no, this gets to be a priority as small as taking a bubble bath or as big as, you know, getting a workout. And what do I need? You want to make sure that you're a little bit more in balance, right? If you're in heavy launch mode, then you're probably going to have way more marketing tasks. But what's helpful about that is we can focus on those six. They stay with me all day on a piece of paper. Uh, So that way, if I get off a call and I have got 20 minutes, I'm like, what can I get done on here? And then if something doesn't get done, it just moves to the next day. And before you know it, you're like sick of writing that, that thing down. So that's been super, super helpful. And then accountability. Every time I pay for accountability, I get so much more done, whether it's accountability on a Zoom call or an accountability coach in Voxer or a personal 
personal trainer. Uh, so accountability in all aspects of my life, it is worth every single penny because I just, I get more done. Oh, absolutely. I think accountability is the biggest thing. I think one, taking things off your plate, like you said, that are not your zone of genius is huge because it's going to take you so much longer to do those things anyways, if it's not your zone of genius. So delegating the laundry, right? I don't think that's anyone's zone of genius, but there are people that like folding laundry. I think that's really weird, but I am not one of them. That's a thing. I need like 17 of those people in my life. By delegating that, you can focus so much more on those things that are actually going to move the needle forward. I always say that the systems we put in place in business are self-care for our business, but I love that you touched on the self-care piece too, because I think that's the one thing people put last. (laughs) And that can be a huge thing that can kill a business, even if it's yourself, because it's all tied together. So I love all three of those. Um, And I came to you for accountability. So that's a thing. (laughs) Accountability is key. Even coaches and productivity people need accountability. I love all of those. With doing the daily six, you said that you kind of move those to the next day. Is that something that you just kind of continue? And if you don't get done with those things, you can't add things. Is that how you kind of use that system? Yes. So I have a master list of like, every time I have an idea, like, oh my gosh, yes, I need to do that. Or yeah, <laughs> I need to book the the massage or whatever, maybe personal or professional, it goes on the master list, but then there's only six things. Now there are obviously we're business owners. There's things that get pop up in the middle of the day. And it's not like, I can't do that because I could only do the daily six, but it's to really get out of your comfort zone. Make sure we're actually spending time in the categories that are most important. It's just too easy to let a whole day go by. And all we did is busy work. Um, and so what's also helpful that I share with my accountability pods is look at your day. What do you already have on the calendar? Because that also helps you decide, do I have an hour block or do I have 15 minutes, right? That is available. That has really been helpful to decide ahead of time. Okay. I've got three meetings today, so I've got to be lighter on what I truly can get done. Even the smallest thing on my daily six today was ask a a market research question. It took me five seconds to do it, but I know it's going to move the needle forward. And then I feel super accomplished by getting that done. Yeah, that's huge. So we have our three P's of productivity process at the end of the day, and it's kind of like the reverse morning routine. It really sets you up for the following day. But I tell all of my students that I'm like, you have to map out and see where your calls and meetings are that you have to be. And then those tasks have to fit between those things. And so many of us have 5,000 things on our list and we really only have an hour or two of time between actual calls. Then we're like, why didn't we get anything done? Same thing with having something on your calendar. It always has like a prerequisite or like prep work that you have to do. And there's always some kind of like wrap up that has to happen. And no one builds that buffer time. Especially people with ADHD were terrible at that. (laughs) Oh, for sure. I'm terrible at that. It's, it's really hard to do because you don't, you're like, oh, it'll just be super fast. I can get prepped for that. And then afterwards I'll just throw some notes together. But if we added that buffer time in, we would see how little time we actually have and how many tasks we're trying to cram into that very small, tiny little block. Speaking of kind of like tools or reminders or things like that, do you have any specific things that you 
use like timers, music, reminders, like any of those kinds of like outside influences that help you keep track when you're on this daily six list? Yes. I set alarms on my phone throughout the whole day. It's quite annoying, (laughs) but it really is helpful because even if I'm on a call, I can turn it off pretty quickly, but I have so many alarms throughout the whole day and it just helps in a positive way interrupt my brain of like, okay, am I on track or am I getting a little distracted by scrolling reels? Because not like punishing yourself isn't going to do anything either. It's just let's bounce back faster, right? So putting those like guardrails in place can be really helpful um, because our brain does really need breaks. Like sometimes it is important to just scroll on social media for 10 minutes, right? We just don't want to do that for two hours. There's nothing wrong with breaks. Like I've even started building in, you'd be so proud of me, like lunch breaks. And even if it's 15 minutes, like going downstairs and making a healthy lunch, just sitting or standing there for just even 15 minutes has been huge for mental health. So just that those breaks throughout the day also get to be factored in, right? Yeah. Well, and that's, I think that so many people, and that's why I started doing the days by design thing is that we have this list of stuff that we want to do. All of it takes time in some capacity and we never actually put it on the calendar. This is a, the biggest game changer for me. We have 90 board games. I don't know if you knew that. There's 90. I did. Yeah. Yes. I didn't know the exact number. I knew it was a lot. It's a lot. And we pretty much add like 10 every single year. So it just keeps going up, but we never played them. And I was like, we have so many board games and we love doing this. Why don't we ever do it? And it was because it wasn't on the calendar. So we physically put it on the calendar every single Thursday at seven o'clock because it's after dinner before bed. And we have done it consistently this entire year because it's on the calendar. It's got to go on the calendar. So I always have people make a list of those things and put them on the calendar. But like you were saying, breaks and lunch and buffer time and morning routines, like you start to see how little time you actually have. And then you realize why you can't get 47 things done every single day. I agree. And it helps you say no to things. So like, absolutely. When my plate is as full as it feels, I'm like, you know what? Let's not keep going up to the buffet and adding (laughs) more food to the plate, right? Doing exercise like that, it's invaluable because a lot of times we're, I'm going to be dramatic, but we're whining and complaining (laughs) that we're so overwhelmed, but like, "Mm, did we do that to ourselves? Like sometimes- absolutely. You know, it's, we get to look in the mirror and be a little honest with ourselves. And I'm talking to me too, like- well, how many, you know, how many clients did you take on? How many new projects are you wanting to do? Right. Like I was just uh, mapping out a big project and I was like, okay, this can't happen until, you know, two months from now because of my plate, really just being honest with yourself and really thinking about your future self is one of the best things we can do. Yes. Oh my gosh. I have a friend that she's like, future self does not like me sometimes because I put all these things on my plate and then the future comes and I'm like, why did I do that to myself? You're like, you're cussing out your past self. Oh yeah. You're like, what? Why would I put 17 different things on my calendar for that day? Right. It's like, oh boy. Okay. I love that. So what is something kind of maybe in the back end of your business? Cause obviously it sounds like you've got some systems to get tasks done, but maybe, um, and this playing into possibly like with the ADHD, some of the things that in the back end of your business, maybe it's not as easy for you or doesn't come natural to you, um, that maybe you're, you feel like you have to delegate out or, um, I guess just struggles that you have with running the business side of things with that. 
the, the most challenging part about my work is I love to be in my business and I let, I love to work on my business. I want it all. So the challenging part with that is, you know, I wear a lot of hats. I am the mentor for my team. I am the mentor for my clients. I am mom. I am wife. I am uh, the ambassador for the wealthy queen movement, right? And the CEO trying to help with, you know, running the financials and making sure that we're profitable and all of those things. So it becomes a lot. And so I really have had to make some tough decisions of where is it that I can only be and where can I really add some support to create some relief for myself. So some of the biggest moves we made um, just even in the past year is hire a funnel builder that is on our team. And she takes all of that on. Um, And only the thing that I have to do is meet with her once a month. So before, oh my gosh, Brittany, I was... (laughs) I was making the funnels. I was editing the funnels. I was tracking the funnels, trying to connect them. And I'm not a funnel builder, right? (laughs) So although funnel builders are quite pricey, I also had to look at my time and what is my time worth? And is it slowing us down? So that was a big one. We hired a profit first coach to help us on the financial side. So she's a CPA and certified in profit first to really help us be able to scale effectively. I've had coaches for a while, but really just having some strategic partners to help be my brain uh, in different capacities has been huge because let alone being ADHD, trying to run a business and have a life, it, it, it can become too much for anyone, whether you have ADHD or not really leveraging different people's brains. So that way, when I have the energy and capacity, I can really be where I need to be. Like today I was, I sat down for quite a bit of time and mapped out one of our biggest launches that we'll do uh, to date. And so that's helpful. Now I can have, I can enroll people to help execute that. And I think that just brings up a good point. Like you have to have that big picture to be able to kind of backtrack everything and reverse engineer what you're wanting to do and when you want to do it. And like you said, you filter out and said, I can't do this for two months because my plate's really full right now, but next season, maybe it's a little less full. So I think too, just knowing where you're going, (laughs) like not that you're not going to take pivots or take a detour or whatever, but at least you have like an end destination in mind. And I think that's something a lot of people still struggle with. They have like multiple end destinations, which can be really difficult to kind of navigate and figure things out. So I think that's huge. Well, yeah, it's just like if you're taking a true trip, if you're going to Florida, that looks much different than going to California. Right. (laughs) Completely completely different path. Yeah, I love that. So I would love to know maybe one of the most important or I guess impactful business lessons that you've had on your journey because you have had quite the journey as far as like nonprofit and the online business and then all the shifts that you've made. Um, One of those most important or impactful business lessons that you've had along the way. Oh my goodness. I know there's so it is very loaded. <laughs> I'm like, where do I begin? My next book, I'm talking about all of the lessons because I don't think that's talked about enough in business. I think the biggest lesson, it is very cliche, but it's the first one that comes to mind. Start before you're ready. My whole career could be around that theme. Like I have always started before I was ready, which can create a lot of imposter syndrome. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Once you just let that fade, it does eventually go away uh, the more action you take. And it's always paid off in the end. Uh, So, you know, 
Sometimes they say fake it till you make it. I just say face it, whatever you prefer until you make it. And, you know, then you have a really juicy before transformation where you're like, remember (laughs) that messy person before now look at me. Right. So just embrace the mess, embrace the journey, start before you're ready. And you'll, you'll truly thank yourself because the number one enemy of wealth is denial and delay. If we keep denying that you want to build a business and you want to scale a business, we're really not making strides there. We can't get to the destination. So just, yeah. just jump on board and let it be messy. <laughs> and that's something I've always struggled with is letting it be messy because I'm a system. Yes. <laughs> um, right? so has definitely helped to just hearing that and learning to love the process, even when you hate the process. Business yes. is freaking hard. And you're right. Not enough people talk about it. Not enough people talk about the failures and all of that sort of stuff. And it just, it needs to be talked about more because it's freaking hard. Like it is really freaking hard. So, but no, I, I want to wrap up here, but I want to give you a chance to tell people where they can find you. If you have any resources that you want to share, any last tips that you want to provide. Yeah. So depending on your listening, just go to the wealthyqueenmovement.com so you can see all of our resources, events, freebies, all the things. So just hop over there and that way it's relevant to you whenever you're listening. And um, come say hi on Instagram. I'm Wealthy Nelly on Instagram. I would love to just meet you and say hi to you, especially if you're a fellow ADHD entrepreneur. We can support each other. Um, But I think the biggest, you know, just keep going on your journey. It's we need more women in this space speaking louder. We all have unique gifts and talents that can really serve uh, some awesome people out there. Um, And make sure that you grab her book to your journey to six figures. It is super amazing, super easy to read. So go check that out. I'm sure that's on your website and we will link everything in the show notes. Thank you so much for coming on. It was so fun chatting. Always. I am a fan of Brittany for life. So thank you for having me on. And I'm just so proud of you and all the people that you're blessing. Awesome. And if you guys have any questions for us, reach out at hello at the productivitypodcast.co and we will see you next time.